What is the difference between machine learning and artificial intelligence? Which machine learning applications are gaining traction globally? And what are some of the latest innovations in machine learning research? Stay tuned as we answer these questions on the Zista podcast. Welcome to the Zista podcast, where we invite senior academicians and industry leaders to answer questions that students have within a specific subject area. Today, we're going to be focusing on machine learning and joining me today, Dr. Ha. She's a lecturer at Computer Science and Information Technology at RMIT University School of Science. Her research interests include trustworthy machine learning, automated machine learning, and data-driven software engineering. Thank you for joining us on the show, Dr. Ha. Nice to meet you, Amit. I'm honored to have to be invited into the podcast to talk with you about the topic of machine learning and artificial intelligence. Awesome. So I see, you know, you, you're really qualified in the subject. You know, you've completed your BSc from Portland State University. You went on to do a PhD at the University of Newcastle in Australia. And a lot of your papers on machine learning have been published in industry and, and scientific journals. So, that I, you know, that really makes you a subject matter expert. And I must say, we're delighted that you're joining us today. Um, so I'd, I'd like to gum, jump straight into it and ask you, what really is the difference between machine learning and AI? How are they related and how are they distinct? Uh, okay, so uh, so first I will talk a little bit about AI versus artificial intelligence. So basically, a, uh, artificial intelligence refers to the capability of a machine or a system that can actually mimic human cognitive function like learning or problem solving. And from there, the machine other system can actually perform the task that require human intelligence. So that's about artificial intelligence. On the other hand, machine learning is a subfield, a subset of artificial intelligence. Right. So basically, machine learning involved in developing new uh, algorithm or model that can actually learn from the data and then make the decision based on the data without explicitly programming. So you can use a machine learning model in order to make prediction or to make the decision for your particular problem. So in general, machine learning is an approach in order to achieve artificial intelligence. And like you will see that in many uh, nowadays AI-based applications, the main components will be like machine learning algorithm or machine learning model. So that's the similarity and the differences between machine learning and artificial intelligence. I like the way you explain that in a very simple way. Uh, so really, it's a subset of AI, and it's got you know the capability to help you make decisions. It's a way mm -hmm. of applying AI, uh, creating mm -hmm. models, you know, uh, advanced algorithms which help you to make those decisions. And I think mm -hmm. that that really uh, makes sense now because that's why you call it machine learning because yeah. you're using an algorithm and certain data points to really arrive at a decision, right? So uh, my next question really is, you know, what are some of the applications that you're seeing in the field of machine learning that are actually gaining traction globally? Mm, so nowadays, like, I think like there are a lot of hype about machine learning and artificial intelligence. So I guess you must already heard about chat GPT, uh, to like interact with user and then give advice, etc. So actually, like the development of chat GPT is based on a lot of new 
uh, innovation in machine learning research. So basically, it on like natural language processing. So basically, right. natural language processing is the the field of like um, develop a new method in order to understand, interpret, and generate human language. So you can use like techniques in natural language processing in order to uh, to develop like virtual assistant, uh, chatbots like ChatGPT, or you can like uh, develop like um, system in order to translate uh, uh language. For example, you can translate language from uh, English to French or English to Vietnamese, etc. So right. so so those are application of like a natural language processing that got a lot of attention nowadays. But not just natural language processing, there are also a lot of other applications of machine learning nowadays that got a lot of attention from the public. For example, in computer vision. So people okay. can use computer vision techniques in order to um, retrieve or extract information from image or video. So you can use it in order to detect object in a particular image. So let's say when you use Facebook, when you publish or post an image on Facebook, it automatically right. detects who in the picture, right? You or your friend, or if that is human, or if that is tree, etc. So, so those are also like the tend to the development of new techniques in computer vision. So not just like natural language uh, processing or computer vision. Uh, nowadays, people also use machine learning application in many fields like recommender system, where you actually like uh, get personalized recommendation uh, for you. So for example, when you get to YouTube, it automatically recommend the, the the video that you would like, right? Or for example, when you log into an e-commerce website, that it might like automatically like um, recommend the product that you are highly likely to buy, right? So so no also like uh, application of machine learning, it might not really at hot at like other application in natural language processing, but it has been used for a while and it actually um affect the 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 everyday activity. So also there are other applications in other more serious fields, like for example in healthcare and uh, and medical uh, um, uh, uh, provider. So for example, nowadays people use machine learning in order to assist doctor in like uh, medical diagnosis, or for example into um, um, uh, detect any abnormality, or for example detect any like disease outcome, or for example it can be used in like financial service in order to. A metric assessment or like credit scoring, is that any fraud or etc. So nowadays there has been a lot of application of machine learning and 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 has actually like been applied to to, to everyday uh, activity. So you might heard about some, but actually underlie there are a lot of other application that actually affect your your everyday activity. Absolutely, and I can relate to what you're saying, Doctor Ha. You know, uh, I think in that sense, a lot of consumers out there would have seen machine learning in action. So you log into your Netflix and Netflix is uh, automatically recommending what kind of movies yeah. or shows you might like to watch next. Uh, same with e-commerce engines, uh, chatbots with la natural language processing. It's really interesting to hear about uh, some of the applications you mentioned in the field of medicine and finance. Uh, and in fact, uh, you know, at Zista, we have one division which is uh, which focuses on digital marketing, right? Zista Digital. Mm, yeah. And uh, you know, I I realized this really early on that when we publish an ad, uh, uh, we see that the decision to approve or reject the ad is actually taken by an AI engine, right? So uh -huh. they would be using the machine learning algorithms to understand whether a certain ad is appropriate or whether it needs mm. some tweaking. So uh, 
yes, I, I can definitely say that even as as uh, an everyday consumer, I've interacted with machine learning without even realizing that uh, it's true. actually I at play. Every most at some point already use application of machine learning. It's just sometimes we do not really aware about it. Right, right, right. Thank you for that. Um, so, you know, it's really transforming the way we interact with technology. And, and I think you did a good job in explaining how uh, these, these applications are seeping into our everyday lives. I wanted to ask you, Dr. Ha, you know, if you're a student who's approaching a machine learning project, how do you go about it? You know, could you maybe talk us through, you know, how do you, what steps are involved in defining a problem, in collecting that data, you know, using that data to train the algorithm and then finally deploying a solution. Can you walk us through that process? Okay, sure, definitely. So basically, when we talk about uh, developing a machine learning project, a lot of people just thinking about a step where you actually write the code for the machine learning model uh, and then train down the data and then get the prediction. But actually, that's one, it only one small step within the whole picture, within okay. the whole pipeline. So actually, when you start develop uh, a machine learning project, there are a lot of things you have to think about. So the first step is that you have to clearly define uh, the objective, what you want to do. So because in in practice, in, in, in business, normally when you have a problem, everything is very vast. So you have to very clear on the objective. What is the outcome that you want to, to, to achieve? What is the predicted uh, variable? What is the output that you want to achieve? And right. then after you are clear on the, uh, the, the, the the objective of your machine learning project, you will then move to the next step, which is to gather and collect the data. So you have to gather all the data that you have. And then not just the, the normal data, but also like the data that relevant to, to solve the particular problem. And sure. then after that, you have to process the data, you have to clean the data, because in in, in practice, data can contain many like messy uh, kind of data, and also like they can have anomaly. They can have missing data, etc. So you have to do a lot of, uh, you have to actually spend a lot of time in like, process the data and then gather the relevant data for your machine learning project. And after you already have the data, you need to also do some like exploratory analysis in order to understand the relation between the data that you have. You have many types of data, so you can see like how they are associated with each other, how they are related to each other, etc. And then after that, you will need to perform some feature engineering and selection. Basically, you need to choose what type of data will to be like impactful for your machine learning project. In fact, you have many types of data. So you need to be very smart in choosing what type of data uh, to be applied for your machine learning model. So on those steps, after you have done on those steps, then you can now move on the step where you can actually like write the code for the model using some Python package or some like popular machine learning framework out there and then like make prediction on the, 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 the data and then evaluate to see if the machine learning model perform well on your evaluation data. And then after that, you move on to like evaluate the machine learning model with GUI data, the data that you actually uh, need to handle in, 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 in practice because like, sometimes when you train the data that you use to train the model might not be really similar to the data that actually uh, used in, in, in practice. So you will still need to evaluate that. And sometimes, you know, if you de develop a machine learning model that achieves 100% accuracy, sometimes it's actually not good for business because, for example, from the customer side, they will think, okay, this one is not too much about me and I feel insecure. I don't like it. Right. And they just put 
so so add a lot of things like behind the scene that okay after you 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 develop a model you need also need to test to see like the business metric actually like still uh uh, uh good at before and then after that you uh you before be began to like actually deploy the machine learning model or the system in your like actually start with the system and then after that you will have to like develop system for monitor it to make sure that the performance of the machine learning system actually uh, stable as good as when you develop it because in practice like uh you always have new data come in and machine learning or normally only perform well when the data uh that due to predict is similar to the data it goes to not so you have to monitor it to make sure like the machine learning system performance also always like perform as well as when you develop it and then you also need to like have some practice in order to maintain the, the machine learning system over time for example when you need to retrain it and and when you need to do like uh actually perform some audit etc so there are a lot of steps involved in, in working on a particular machine learning project where the step where you actually write the code to develop the model like when you do in high school or in like some tutorial on some website it's just a small part of the whole like machine learning uh project I, I like the way you explain it logically you know so uh, define the output focus on what data you need make sure that that data is clean start building your machine learning models use those machine learning frameworks and then actually test and see whether it's working uh, see if you need to tweak it and a bit, you know approach this in a very logical way this is something that has always attracted me to the field of uh, you know IT and AI and machine learning because it's so driven by certain logics and 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 thinking you know uh, so the more logically you think the the more thoughtful you 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 process as to how you want to enter that data what data you need it actually increases the effectiveness of the model so i i caught on to one thing when you said machine learning frameworks so if you're a student working on a machine learning project are there frameworks that you could you know pick up and use and adjust to your project Actually, like there are a lot of like popular um uh machine learning or deep learning framework that published by like some big company like Facebook or uh, uh Google. So basically, like I'm not sure if you already heard about it, like TensorFlow or Python, etc. So they already like developed some uh a framework or some like model that you can like uh, import from, and then from there you can use in order to not just develop your model, but also like for example how you can like Debug the model. How you can monitor, observe the performance of your model. So, so though like, actually like though are a little bit like complicated. So it requires you a lot of like knowledge, specific knowledge in that particular framework in order to make use of it and and uh, in order to 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 make sure that the performance uh, of the model you develop is actually as what you expect. Okay. Okay. And I think that helps, you know, uh, it's really interesting to see how the IT industry is moving in a very modular fashion. So you have these ready modules that you can plug into your solution, tweak yep. it to adjust it to the outcome that you want. But interestingly, yep. you don't have to start from scratch. Someone has already done that background, that base work for you. And uh, I'm sure there's another kind of skill set that is required in creating these kind of frameworks itself. I'm sure that's yeah. something will be really interesting. I wanted to yeah. ask you, Dr. Ha, you know, uh, could you tell us a little bit about, you know, some of the innovations that are happening in machine machine learning research? You know, uh, are there any problems or opportunities for further advancement in this field? 
Uh, okay, so I think like uh, recently, especially during the last half year, a lot of new in uh, innovation that happened in machine learning. So I still remember like ChatGPT was really around October or November last year, and and after that, wow, the speed of like machine learning, like innovation in machine learning is like exponential. So there are a lot of new like uh, innovation that had been uh uh going on. So first like ChatGPT generative AI. Basically, they are related to the model that can actually like generate synthetic image or text for the user, so you can retrieve the 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 the, the image or the text that in reality is like human generated. So, so that is generated artificial intelligence, which is uh, one of I think the biggest breakthrough in machine learning during the last like half year or so. Uh, apart from that, there are also new uh, machine learning or deep learning uh, architecture. That actually the either the foundation of the generative AI model, for example, like diffusion model or like a transformer, etc. So they actually uh, were the 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 mathematic the the the, the math model behind the like breakthrough in in generative uh, artificial intelligence. So apart from that, there are also some new uh, innovation like in uh, explainability and uh, for example, like when we do a machine learning or deep learning model. We just know the outcome, right? We don't know why we have that particular outcome. So explainability and integrity refer to the field where you actually uh, develop new techniques in order to to guide users on why your particular model uh, get that particular outcome. So it will give some confidence uh, to the user regarding now know okay what's going on with the model. So that's uh, also uh, some like they have some new like. Um, uh, um, te uh, technique and new innovation in that particular area. So there are also some other new innovation in, for example, privacy preserving uh, machine learning. So basically, because machine learning use a lot of type of data, so people can feel con uh, worried about the, their privacy. So for example, that's like I view my Facebook, if I view my LinkedIn, I'm worried that my data will be recorded and then like, they will use it and, 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 and that's if you feel really unsafe. So nowadays, like people also develop some new techniques in privacy uh, research in machine learning, so that the machine learning model can still grant from the data, but the data can uh, be like uh, uh, can can protect the privacy of the user. So the privacy of the user that you call it the data form are not exposed to to, to the whole like internet or or etc. So that's also like they, they also achieve some new like uh, a technique in order to ensure privacy research in uh, machine learning. So I think also there is also another quite popular, but it's not that really uh, have that many breakthroughs. But people are actually investing a lot on it. It's about quantum machine learning. So in machine learning, you have to train data a lot, right? You have to do a lot of computing research. So so with quantum machine learning, you can actually like uh, make your machine learning model to be trained faster. So it okay. really speed up the the process of training the model and 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 also like in like predicting. Etc. So, so that is also like uh, some new. I know, like for example, in Australia, I heard like the government now recently invest a lot of uh, money, a budget in quantum machine learning, etc. So, so a lot of like I think like a lot of like uh, innovation of machine learning is occurring, and I I, I think like during the last uh, one or uh, not just one uh, few year, uh, ten year or so, like I think like uh, the 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 machine learning. Uh, research won't um, uh, uh, go really, really fast. It's really interesting, you know, and um, I wanted to ask you, you know, uh, in 
there's we also use this phrase called deep learning and you, mm-hmm. could you you hope if you don't mind if you go off tangent for just a bit mm-hmm. to understand the difference between say machine learning and deep learning could you just talk about that ah uh, so basically deep learning is a sub field of machine learning okay. so before i say like uh, machine learning is a sub field of ai right so now right. deep learning actually a sub field of machine learning so machine learning refer to the field when you have some mathematical model that you can learn from the data, right? So right. in this learning, mathematical model that you use is actually deep. That's why it has that name. Deep meaning that they are very complex and very comprehensive. And okay. because they are complex and comprehensive, some people expect that they can model the data better. So that right. is more to deep learning. So deep learning is a subfield of machine learning, but the model that you use is actually deeper and more complex and more comprehensive compared to the general machine learning algorithm. Does it need more data points for it to be effective? Normally, yes, because the model is too big. So if you have less data points, then actually the performance will be not that good. Obviously, you, you can train the model, obviously, but the performance normally will be not that good. So when you use deep learning model, you actually require a lot of data compared to like the normal a simple machine learning model. Interesting, interesting. And most of the applications that we see live today, like say, for example, let's talk about, say, the recommendation engine on YouTube or Netflix. Is that an example of machine learning or deep learning? Actually, it can be both. So, for example, like in uh, generative AI, like ChatGPT or like MidJourney, which basically generates synthetic images, etc. So, mostly like deep learning because... They, they, they can learn really because uh, they can learn really comprehensive relationship between the input and output data uh, or the, 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 the pattern of the image, etc. Because they are very compli- they are complicated. So that's mostly like deep learning. For recommended system, it really depends on the application that you develop on. So for example, okay. if your data is simple, uh, you only have several types of input data, then you can just use simply do a machine learning uh, model uh, within the recommender system in order to... to, to to generate the data recommendation. But for example, if your data is too big, a lot of type of data uh, from the user, for example, YouTube, it have a lot of, uh, it records a lot of like data from the user, right? So in this case, normally like uh, they will do like deep learning model to maintain the recommender system in order to make the recommendation to be more accurate. It's so interesting. And now that you talk about it, it helps me understand it better. And uh, I think, you know, if a, if a company is a little new in that journey, they would maybe start with machine learning, uh, start with a machine learning model to perform better, to help make those decisions. And as they progress in that journey, they may decide at some point to make it a little bit more complex, a little bit more uh, intense, if I may say. And then if they have access to that many more data points, they could progress into a deep learning model to yeah. power their application. And it's so interesting. Uh, yeah, in fact, my... It, it always a trade-off. Uh, it always a trade-off between machine learning and deep learning. So, for example, let's say if you just want to in, in business, I know a lot of company. If you just want a a model that achieve, for example, eighty or ninety percent, and 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 so and you, you cannot spend too much effort on it, then you you, you just need to do a, a simple model, right? Uh, but for example, in the scenario where you really want to have a a a, a model that really achieve high accuracy. And right. you you afford to spend more effort, more budgets on like right. that in that model, then you will like move on to think about okay, maybe like I can try some more fancy model, fancy deep learning model that 
then like uh, be more comprehensive and more complex in in terms of like uh, capture the relationship of the data. So so it really don't want. I know that a lot of company nowadays, uh, to the best of my knowledge, most of the company still use machine learning model because they cannot afford to spend too much time uh, on 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 developing the model, and they normally they only require the accuracy to be uh, reasonable, but only right. in like very uh, very uh, um, uh, uh, some particular application or another way to really require the the the, the accuracy to be really uh, uh, really high and also when your data is very comprehensive like in image or video or test then in that case you can use it yeah in the context of what you just said i think you know medical diagnosis is a field where mm-hmm. they would require a high level of accuracy and i'm sure they probably have a deep learning model another area that comes to my mind is if you're a big financial firm and you're looking at fraud, uh, you know, uh, highlighting fraud, you don't want to trouble the wrong customer. So you need to have a high level of accuracy to determine whether there's fraud occurring or not. And I'm sure in the field of finance also, there are a lot of deep learning models uh, that I play to help, uh, you know, companies detect fraud as it occurs. So thank you, uh, Dr. Ha. I think that was a really nice way of you explaining it. Uh, you know, thank you for expanding on that subject matter. This brings me to say uh, uh, the last question is perhaps a, a really very important one. Um, what are the careers that students can explore in machine learning? And you know, uh, as as a professor, as a lecturer, you know, at RMIT University, how what advice would you give them? You know, if they want to prepare to succeed in this industry, what should they be doing? Uh, okay, that's a good question. So actually, there are, I think that at the moment there are quite a lot of. Uh, uh, job position that like uh, students can explore if they uh, choose to pursue the field of machine learning. So, for example, at, um, to the best of my knowledge, there are some job position like um, machine learning engineer, or data scientist, or research scientist, or machine learning consultant. So, basically, for example, for machine learning engineer, your goal or your job, the daily job is to develop uh, the model. Okay, deploy uh, deploy the model in your company and like monitor it and maintain it. So everything like developing engineering the model uh, in, 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 in the company. So that's it for machine learning engineer. Uh, for data scientists, so mostly like you work with the data, you explore the data, you build a prediction model from the data in order to to, to inform some business decision or to make decision, etc. So you can use the, 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 the machine learning model in order to understand better the data so that you can communicate the finding with the stakeholder. So that's if for data scientist. Uh, another job position that I, I just mentioned uh, is about like research scientists. So research scientists is focused more on the research side where you actually develop new machine learning model, new machine learning algorithm, and then you publish your finding uh, as research paper in conferences or journal, etc. So so that really requires very high level knowledge of uh, understanding about machine learning or artificial intelligence in general. And finally, there also the job that the career that I just mentioned is about machine learning consultant, where you actually concern the business to see, okay, if with this particular type of problem, uh, uh, you can do machine learning in order to solve it. So you will work with business, you will work with the stakeholder in order to start with a machine learning project to, 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 to see the objective of your machine learning project and how you can actually uh, begin to 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 start a machine learning research project, uh, machine learning project in in the company. So that's the 
related to the 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 role of a machine learning consultant. So actually, there are like I mentioned, currently machine learning and this is the adult big data data. So a lot of companies have data, so they always want this particular role in order to help them to make use of the data that available in their company. So in talking about like how students can um uh, can prepare for a career in machine learning, so there are several things that like a student need to 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 do now. So the first thing is about the foundational knowledge. So machine learning actually is based on mathematics and statistical model, right? Right. So in order to 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 know how to develop machine learning model, you will need to have like good knowledge in math, in statistics, okay? Right. So that later you can like understand any a new machine learning model that it released. And not just like math statistics, you also need to look at programming. Because obviously you have to program, you have to develop the code for the machine learning model. So you have to be good at programming. So you have to know like the programming language that is normally used to develop machine learning uh, model, for example, Python, R, and then uh, you can like, you also need to know like some popular uh, Python or R package that are used to develop machine learning model, like TensorFlow, Python, Scikit-learn, etc. So that's in the foundational knowledge. After you have the foundational knowledge, you also need to like develop your knowledge on the specific machine learning technique. Because nowadays there are many machine learning techniques. For example, right. machine technique to solve regression problem, classification problem, a generative model, etc. So you will have to learn like uh, the machine learning technique, like the from the basic one to the more advanced one. Okay. Sure. And then after you already acquire the knowledge in machine learning, you have to have some hands-on experience. Uh, so so you have to like for example if you don't don't have access to company project etc you can go to website or uh, a lot of tutorial where they provide a lot of public data set and uh, the, the the code etc so you can do some hand-on experience developing some machine learning model using some tutorial or some public data set so that you have a feeling of how it is to develop a machine learning model and to see the prediction etc and then like you can also like have some do some other thing, for example, you stay updated to the field, for example, you follow some influencer in machine learning, some popular okay. researcher, uh, so that you can like keep uh, like up to date with all the new innovation or the new technology in machine learning. You also like need to like, uh, for example, like develop your soft skill in order to interact with the stakeholder, to, to talk to stakeholder, because in many job role of machine learning, you need to interact with the stakeholder in order to, to understand the data better or understand what they want to do with their machine learning project. And finally, uh, I think like one very important thing that uh, as a student, uh, you need to do is that you have to continue to learn. So every day, like new model, new technique will be released. So it always like you always need to be ready. You always need to continue to learn to update your knowledge so that you can actually uh, become an, an an expert in the field. Because machine learning now really grow very very fast. So so you have to to, to to keep that mindset in order to 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 to, to uh, continue the journey on uh, machine learning. I think you gave a very comprehensive answer, and uh, thank you for that, Doctor Ha. So if I can just summarize, uh, you need to have knowledge of math statistics and programming you need to see what area you're interested in and follow the machine language technique in that area uh, follow some influencers so they can keep up with trends and innovation obviously this is a subject which is expanding and growing at a very rapid pace so keeping track of that is really important and uh, you know you need to really be deeply involved in this subject i would imagine to do well 
would you say say for example students could uh, try experimenting with smaller projects on an experimental basis just to see if their the skills that they have learned or the concepts that they have understood can actually be applied do you think uh, you know universities today are expecting students to show projects that they have implemented before enrolling for a program or that's something that, that you do once you enroll no, no. that as one that's something uh, you do when you enroll so in RNIT, uh, we have a lot of like degree for example uh, master of IT master of data science master right. of AI etc so uh, in RNIT, uh, you, you do not need to have like uh, very comprehensive but have in order to enroll in the program no not really i actually teach a uh, programming uh, in the first uh, first year for 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 master student and a lot of my students actually do not have any background in programming etc so okay. it's not a really a uh, requirement in order to enroll in, in the program but i think that to me the the thing that you you need to show that you have is that your your um how to say your motivation do you really want it and then right. when you really want to pursue a career in that particular area, you will be willing to learn, right? So on the new knowledge uh, about programming, etc., will be taught uh, during your, 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 your um, journey in the university, either right. in your bachelor degree or in master degree. But you will have to have the mindset of always like, keep uh, motivated and keep... Uh, keep uh, keep being motivated, keep learning, right? Uh, you, you said that's yeah. so important. Yeah, yep. I, I think uh, that's very, very true. A subject like this, an area like this, you need to keep learning, have that learning attitude. So always yep. be a student, right? Uh, even if you graduated and you're working in the industry, still remember, you're still a student. So keep doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Ha. I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you once again for making time, uh, you know, to talk to us about machine learning, AI, and deep learning as a subset of machine learning. It was so interesting. I really enjoyed this discussion. So thank you for making time for this. Okay, no worries. Uh, thank you again for having me in the postcard. I have also really enjoyed the discussion video. So it's a very nice experience for me. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, subscribe to our channel on YouTube to get more episodes like this. If you'd like to catch the audio version of our podcast, you can catch it on Google, Apple, and Spotify. Our handle is the Zista Podcast. Till we meet again, we'd say, stay curious.